money would it take to put a dog stick up your ass what's your price what's your price uh, uh, 50 bucks uh, uh, uh. okay okay five cody please tell me you're recording this oh yeah i'm, I'm recording <laughs> the question okay, is are you recording no it's fucking great all right, I might I might cut that out and put it like at the at the end as like a little bonus clip or whatever. Okay, yeah, do that so I can tell my joke. That'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so I can tell mine. <sighs> Shit, that just feels like this, this is gonna take the air out of this fucking joke. All right, <clears throat> riddle me this, riddle me that. I think I got crabs from your little bushy. Fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. Hold on. <clears throat> riddle me this, riddle me that. I think I got crabs from your bushy little cat. All right, everybody, <laughs> welcome to uh, our episode of the Batman Piss Off. I went, you ruined it. You ruined it. All right, everybody, welcome to Femoscopy, a subjective podcast that analyzes movies brought forth by one of the three members aka the three best friends that they're ever going to have and today's episode the what the three amigos the three amigos um i can't do the dance thing you ever seen the movie the three amigos i've seen the three musketeers you should probably watch three amigos it's funny anyway well today's episode is going to be covering matt reeves the batman but before we get to that, a word from our sponsors, Dr. Squash. Oh, yeah. That's been like months now. I know. I don't even think they're advertising anymore, but hey, guys, can we get a retweet because yeah, we bought this shit? Yeah, we probably don't even have it in stock anymore, but um, yeah, that soap was good. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll tell you this right now. The Batman, uh, the Batman, Dr. Squash's uh, handmade soap is really good. We bought, I bought. For all of us, a collection of like the Batman soap for like twenty bucks a pop for two bars, which is kind of a lot, but whatever. I don't have much money, so it's fine. Uh, uh, this is our penultimate episode of the podcast, I should say, because we uh, will probably get one more recording out of this episode of this show, and then that will be the end of the show. More on that in the next episode. Spoiler, uh, spoiler. Uh, you have to stay tuned. Um. Anyway, today's episode is going to be covering the Batman, the new release from a month ago, two months ago now. I guess it was two months ago. Um, but before that, me and Cody will do a mini review of another movie that has a weird connection to the Batman, <clears throat> Morbius. Not only does Morbius have bats in it, but it also has a eccentric vampire in it just like mr robert pattinson had 
in Twilight, and he's also playing the Batman. So it's this weird trinity of symmetry. Um, Cody, yes. What was your quick thoughts on Morbius? Morbius. Uh, so I think overall it was okay. Um, it it came across like a movie that had a ton of editing done to it. And like a lot of stuff cut out. Um, the pacing was really weird. I like the overall story, but you could also kind of I could see I could see what was going to happen, like pretty much within the first like ten fifteen minutes of the film. Um, and every prediction I'd made in my head about it was was spot on. I mean. It, it definitely reeks of a movie that Marvel probably got their hands on a little too much because, you know, they were... Sony. Doing, oh, yeah, Marvel, because yeah, they, they, they wanted the, to connect it. Yeah, the No Way Home stuff. And, you know, even the trailers have scenes in them that aren't in the film at all. Like, uh, you know, Dr. Morbius in prison and running into Adrian Toomes wasn't in the movie. I mean, they, they you know, put it in as a post-credits thing or whatever. But he, he neither one of them were in prison at the time. So, I don't know. It just, like I said, the the pacing kind of ruined it for me. I wish, like, it was hard to, like, get behind any of the characters, like, rooting or rooting for or against them because they just didn't take enough a time to really establish or make you really care about what happened to any any particular character. Yeah. I agree with it. Um, also, Cody, we may have some background noise on this podcast. It's Owen's dishwasher, but it'd be all right. I don't think it's going to be anything, but I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I watched it. And I hoped that it was going to be good. In the trailers, they played um, a cover of a song, the People Are Strange song that's in the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a little callback to Lost Boys and Vampire Lord. Um, the movie is choppy. I know it is weird and as controversial as Jared Leto is, I thought he did a good job as Michael Morbius. He was damaged. Oh he yeah. Was damaged. Yeah, I think I think he did a really good job as the character. I also think that Morbius looked awesome in the CGI. Mm-hmm. I like agree. I mean, I, as as crappy as you could say the movie is cuz it does have like a 16 on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think it's that fucking bad. Oh, yeah, it's over like 100. It's 116. I apologize. It's yeah. become a meme at this point. <laughs> That's what I thought. I guarantee you this movie will have some kind of following going forward because it has such a meme-worthy thing that people are going to go back and be like, hey, this movie ain't that bad, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it's, it's literally like me and Cody have talked about the dynamic on the podcast about Marvel fans really just shitting on anything Sony does because they hope it fails so they can get back the property. Right. I and why it was like specifically this one that had like all that meme shit happened to it because I it, it's just a perfect storm because Leto is such a fucking weirdo. Yeah, and, and also I wanna... think a lot of people, a lot of people jokingly, I know, were calling it like a masterpiece online, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I think it's just because like reviewers and stuff just it pretty much bombed cr- critically, and it sounds like it probably didn't do all that well fiscally either. Um, yeah, it's only made like a hundred. Not even 160 million. Yeah, so and, you know it sucks because they tease a sequel at the end of it, and I don't, I don't think that's ever going to get made. I think, I think Sony's really pushing to set up the, um, set up a Sinister Six movie, and I think you're, you're probably right. We've talked about this before, but 
I think Tom they're gonna find a way to get Tom Holland into this universe somehow. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that's because the they're gonna they're gonna suck him in like they're gonna use Doctor Strange or somebody to bring him in. Um to it just to fight the Sinister Six because I mean everybody's gonna be like it doesn't make any sense how how, how does that spell send um fucking tombs the the vulture from the MCU to the universe yeah and I'm like well they own the character and the way they can do it is because I mean I'm sure in this Doctor Strange movie there's gonna be some fuck ups there's gonna be a lot of people sent to the wrong place well, yeah yeah and you could tell so, on the doctor in the the doctor strange movie with it literally being called the multiverse of madness there's going to be all sorts of multiverses being crossed over into and one things are going to bleed into each other and you know they'll yeah it's going to be they'll find a reason it's going to be insane yeah and and the thing is about it i i just you know i don't think it's that bad of a movie it is like point by point Beat by beat, very yeah. predictable. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, and the CGI, though, for Morbius and for uh, Matt Smith's character, which doesn't really... Milo, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be like an offshoot of the character Hunger, which I don't know anything about, but it's a Morbius villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but the CGI that made them look like vampires looked fucking great. And I liked how a lot of people made fun of it. Like, oh, look how bad this is. When he went gliding like a bat would, how... It, Oh, I thought you could see the atmosphere around him was pretty. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I thought all the special effects were great. Like, I especially like you know when him and and Milo are fighting with each other, and it's it you know everything's going real fast, and then it kind of like does that very brief slowdown to kind of see what's happening, and then it speeds up. Like uh, the special effects in this movie were great, amazing. It's just people again, people are going to shit on it because it's not a true MCU Disney made film. So, and by default, anything that's Marvel-related that's not made by Disney is crap to a lot of people. I mean, but let's not, let's not, and these are the same people, though. They probably think, they probably say that Thor and and the the Thor Dark World and stuff like that are fantastic movies when they're hot garbage. Yeah. Like I said, I'm re-watching the MCU movies, and some of these movies are really fucking boring. Yeah. Like, they're not entertaining at all. Like, Thor's not really good. I know Thor Dark World's the shit, but I gotta watch it. Thor 2. Yeah, that's it. Thor 2 Dark World. Thor 2 Ragnarok. That's <laughs> Thor 3, actually. Yeah, and then, and um, then the, you know what's funny? I don't know if you noticed this. I know this is kind of a little off topic, but th- that Thor uh, Love and Thunder trailer released uh, a week or two ago, and people were like, there. I saw a lot of people like bitching about, oh, well, you know, they kind of ruined. They ruined Thor when they made it funny, and it's like, <coughs> it no, like, they no, didn't. They saved that's, Thor. Yeah, that's the. I think the only time I was ever interested in Thor was it, when it was funny. Yeah, and like and you know, I'm doing the same thing as as Lance watching. We're watching through all these movies, and you know, Thor in in Ragnarok and Infinity War and Endgame is fantastic. He's one of the best characters in those move in, in in the two Avengers movies. Those last two because they made him more comedic. And I think even Chris Hemsworth has admitted that he wouldn't have signed to on for more movies if they would have kept it serious because he was just he wasn't really feeling the character. Yeah, so. and I think they were like the lowest grossing of the MCU movies, probably. Yeah. Um, it's not like I said, Thor Ragnarok is like a top five at least MCU movie. Like, it's probably, it was my favorite when I first watched it, but then Infinity War came out and then Endgame came out. So it's probably in the top three for me. I'd say it's Endgame, 
No Way Home and Ragnarok at this point. Well, I would say No Way Home above Endgame because I haven't rewatched Endgame, but I don't have a desire to rewatch Endgame until I get to it. Yeah, it's the Eternals. I love the, oh, Eternals. the Eternals. Yeah. Oh, real quick, I'm gonna tie into the Eternals when we get to the Batman part. Let me ask you this: Was the Eternals like a three-hour movie? Gosh, I think it may. If it wasn't three hours, it was pretty close. Okay, yeah. Let me just pull it up on my old Wikipedia page. But yeah, I I recommend Morbius for at least a one watch. I think it's fun. Uh, it is definitely going like back in time with the like just like the Venom movies did. Yeah. Like I think you know it's it's not it's pre Batman Begins is what it feels like, but not in a bad way, in an almost a fun way. Yeah. And in this movie, there's a lot of like. A couple visuals of the movie that is very Batman Begins like, like when the bats surround him. There's a couple musical cues that sound like the Batman Begins music in Morbius. So they definitely took a lot of inspiration from that and they wanted to kind of like, I guess, rip it off or pay homage, however you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. They, they had expressed interest before they wanted to cross over with Blade, and even Kevin Feige said that he might have been interested in crossing blade over with morbius at some point because they would because sony like feige said they're not gonna run into the same problems they had with sony before like this deal is a amendable deal and can go on for as long as they want so i think disney's happy with the okay we're gonna pay 25 percent and make 25 percent off this movie like they're cool with that eventually they're gonna try to worm their way to 50 percent. i imagine sony's gonna be stuck with it because everybody wants to fall around the giant mouse like it's the greatest thing on the planet, um, but yeah, I I I, I say it, Morbius is worth a watch at least. I've already got the Blu-ray DVD digital combo pre-ordered just to buy it because you know, I like having the collection. Um, and Cody, do you recommend Morbius at least for one watch? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's definitely worth watching. Um, Especially, it's especially, not. It's just. It's just not bad. Like a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, no, which is insane. No, it's, not, it's not that bad. It's just I, people again, you know, and especially like recent recent MCU films for the most part have been like, you know, knock them out of the park type films, and you know there are a couple of exceptions, but people are just so used to that that they think every movie every superhero movie should be that and you can't go in yeah. expecting it if you don't go expecting it to be that then you, you'll enjoy the film yeah and I, so people were talking about how they were surprised like Venom 3 was announced because Venom 2 didn't make as much money as the first one and if you look at it Venom 2 made more money domestically here in the states than it did in the first movie mm-hmm. the only reason it didn't hit you know, $900 million because there was no China money. Right. In China, they made like over $400 million in China alone with Venom 1. Right, so, and for Venom 2, like Chinese uh, moviegoers didn't just go watch it? Well, no, they just, China refused releasing all these movies. Like, they didn't get Shang-Chi, they didn't get Spider-Man, they didn't get, they haven't uh, got a movie since this whole yeah, thing. They basically like made all those movies for them too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all because they're still like under really harsh or not, I mean, strict and sometimes harsh if you've been looking, paying attention online, but um, COVID restrictions, so. Yeah, so it's not even going to matter. But the funny thing, I will I'll reference Spider-Man No Way Home when talking about the Batman here in a minute when it comes to the box office. But if Spider-Man No Way Home 
had China money, I guarantee it would have it would have challenged for the top spot, top grossing movie of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we'll go in, we'll go ahead and jump into Batman real quick. Um, well, first and foremost, Cody, what was your first? Ex- when was your first experience with this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did I go see it? I think it was weeks after it came out because. It was probably like right at the end of March, beginning of April, I think, when I finally went and saw it. Because um, I know pretty much everyone I knew had already gone to see it by the time I went and saw it. No. Yes, yes, you, yes, we did. Even us. Um, to be fair, that was my fault because I thought like the next episode we were doing was the Batman. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let's go see the Batman. Yeah, uh, Owen, when was your first experience with the movie? Um, I sat in a theater. I was jacking off to... I was there. I can vouch for this. Yeah. Um, so you heard me huffing and puffing to <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Um, and who paid for your ticket? You did. Oh, you're course. welcome, sir. <laughs> uh, and, and that's why. Yeah, that's I kind of. I, t- I told him I felt bad. You went Owen. Oh, Cody. That, that's why if Owen went to, ever went to Hogwarts, he'd be a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I'd be a huffing a puffing. Uh, I'd be a slither into the huffing Um <laughs> Shit, I dropped my fucking earbud. Oh, no, that's not good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I told Owen I felt bad that I'm like, well, we're going to go see the Batman. I'll go ahead and buy your ticket. And he bought a ticket for his girlfriend because I'm like, well, give me points for the movie theater. And this was my choice. So you shouldn't have to spend money on it. Um, But, yeah, so, you know, me and Cody – had this really fucked up weird uh, recording schedule because Cody wanted to uh, record two Texas Chainsaw Massacre episodes back to back. That's why they were released back to back. And then I had to re-record one of my episodes, and I still had two of my episodes. And then Owen had an episode, so this is like this is like the last. We'll be back on like our regular rotation. Like Cody's got an episode next week, and then we're going to Owen. Like we're back on rotation after this movie. Um, but yeah, so let me just go ahead and get the facts out real quick. Um, I'll released get... in 1995. <laughs> 1995, the Batman. The Batman has got some rubber nipples. Um, he bams a ham in this movie. Oh yeah, I told a coworker, I was like, "Have you seen the Bat Ham?" And he's <laughs> just this very oblivious person. He doesn't watch anything. He hates Batman, and. Um, he goes, well, what the hell is that? And I'm like, well, that's when you take a stick of butter, stick it up, stick it up a bat's ass and put it on a rotisserie rack for eight hours. You have to bat him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always say bam, <laughs> the bam, him <laughs> like bam, Magara. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this movie after several delays, I didn't mean to cut off your, your joke <laughs> no, there. That I apologize. That, that was the end of it. Oh, okay. I was just, Cody's really going to have to like adjust our our levels. We're like fucking off the chain now. So I'm talking from the side. It hears me a lot better. Anyway, so after multiple delays because of COVID and Warner Brothers wanting to maximize this movie coming out in the theaters before it went on to HBO Max because they're fucktards, this movie was released March 4th in the United States. It was filmed... And I believe 2019 to 2020, it started, I think it was 2020 when they started uh, principal photography. And the movie, on a budget of $185 to $200 million, 
it's made 759.8 million. So we'll go ahead and say 760 million. Now, this movie has been jerked off by the uh, social media and the uh, critics. It has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. And it has the, the crowds, for some reason, like this movie. It's got an 87% positive score in post track. Now, <sighs> this movie is very good in some parts for me. This movie is also very fucking boring in some parts for me. And we'll get into it. But, you know, for anybody that wants to say that this movie is better than Spider-Man No Way Home, this movie made $760 million without China money. No Way Home made... Uh, let's see here. No Way Home made... Uh, $1.892 billion. So you're looking at pretty much a hundred, uh, $1.9 billion, almost $2 billion, the money that, you know, this may, if you do the math, it's made like $1.3 billion more than the Batman. And they both didn't have China money. And billion sounds like, you know, not a lot, but if you like, I can't remember the analogy, I can't pull it up, but a million seconds is like a week. A billion seconds is like 31 years. Trillion seconds, yeah, is like five hours. Um, so I'm, of course, I'm kind of shitting on the Batman. I'm, I'm, we're gonna get into the positives and stuff like that. I know Cody loved this movie, yeah. but I know he's gonna jerk it off, so I have to be the negative part of it. Uh, I love you, Cody. Um, so this movie originally was going to be a Ben Affleck movie and part of the DCEU. And Cody, can you tell everybody what the fuck that stands for? The DC extended okay, because for some, some reason I kept wanting to say entertainment universe. What's DC mean though? What's that stand for? Detective Comics, District <laughs> of Columbia. <laughs> District of Columbia. Right. I was trying to like Detective, yeah, Detective Comics. Okay. Comics. Um, I think so. Let me, yeah, let me double no, check. <laughs> that may be very wrong. And then you're gonna have some nerd. Well, actually, guys, it stands for Department. Oh man, of hey, Comics. when we get this episode published. Next time the Batman tweets out something, I'm going to reply with a link to the podcast going, is this the greatest superhero movie of all time, or is it the biggest overrated piece of shit ever just to get people to interact with the tweet? <laughs> yeah, th this is... Uh, yeah, it's Detective, Detective Comics. Comics. Okay. So, um, the DCEU was uh, a delayed response to the MCU by Warner Brothers. And when I say delayed, you know... They just released The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. In 2013, they released Man of Steel, which was going to be the first movie of the DCEU for Superman. Well, the second movie was Batman vs. Superman. And then the third movie, which you know we've talked about before on other episodes, was the Justice League, or the Justice League movie. Now the third oh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, yeah, sorry. So it had Wonder Woman came out, and then Justice League came out. Um, Justice League. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Uh, Josh. Yeah, Josh. that's the Justice League one version <laughs> that's what people that call was it. uh that was finished by yeah, Josh Whedon. Funny, like, like I would. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not as clever as you are, so 
Uh, thanks, man. No, that's the fucking it, asshole. No, no. no no, he literally said, I know. I'm like, well, piss off, no, man. That's not what I said. I said no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I meant it no as like, no, that's not yeah, Whatever. <laughs> um, he's only saying that because he's leaving. He's like, I can say this shit now. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but anyway, so <sighs> with this movie, um, it was going to be connected to, you know, obviously those movies, it was going to be Ben Affleck's movie. And when he signed up for it, he signed up as a producer, director, writer, and star of the movie. Uh, like, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. And That sounds like a recipe. Well, like, honestly, that kind of sounds like a recipe for disaster. And a it, bit. I don't think it was going to. I think the script he wrote, or co-wrote at least, yeah. was really good. The Cody, who was the guy that was going to play uh, Deathstroke? Oh, um, John something. God, what was that guy's name? It's been so John long. John Mang- Mangahan. He actually ended up playing. He was in the post credit scene of yeah. Justice League. Uh, the the well, Joss he was, I think he was also in the, in the Zack Snyder one, if you keep watching. Oh, yeah. Was he in that post credit scene where it's like the uh, the nightmare or whatever at the end? Is he with them? Yeah, he was also in that, yeah. Uh, let's see. But he said he said that um, the script was awesome for the Batman, and Ben Affleck actually came up with the title of this movie. Uh, the Joe Batman. Joe Mangin Manginello. Okay, Joe. I always said John like an idiot. So he was going to be Deathstroke, and he said on Twitter that the script was awesome because people were still trying to get Ben Affleck's movie made. But Ben Affleck had like a terrible experience with the character. With uh the with Justice League with the Josh Whedon stuff, not the Zack Snyder stuff. Evidently, everybody in Warner Brothers, except for the people who write the checks and for the fans, everybody loves Zack Snyder. Like everybody that works with him, like he's an awesome dude and everything. Like there's literally no problems like he get with Josh Whedon. But he had such a terrible experience with that, and then obviously the public backlash of Batman versus Superman, where everybody shitted on him as the character, which I think he was awesome as Batman. Cody thinks he's like the best Batman, uh, which you know, but just shows to have the kind of prize. Don't tell me it's Pattinson. I will slap you over the phone. It's not Pattinson. I, would, I will tell you fucking why. I think I think that Pattinson and and Affleck are both better Batman than the rest of them. Oh my god! I anyway, Pattinson's Batman. I just thought it was interesting. I don't think he is. Anyway, we'll get to it. <laughs> um. But so the movie, it kind of fell apart, and they hired Matt Reeves to take over as director, and then Ben Affleck slowly, it was dropping. He was no longer directing; he was just going to star in it and write in it, and he was no longer producing, and then he was no longer writing in it, and then he just wasn't going to be a part of it I at all. That a lot of that came from not just the poor, the poor experience he had with working with Joss Whedon, but a lot of it came from what was that movie, The Accountant. That it wasn't like financially successful or something, and that was a movie that he wrote and directed and starred in, and so Warner Brothers was like, "Yeah, we want to back away from having him have full control, basically." Yeah, I'm sure it had like all the accountant is a great fucking movie, but they don't, they don't care movie. about I've the watched critical it like, response. They care about how much, yeah, like the, the money, money it yeah. makes, which I mean, which is smart business. But well, I mean, they obviously don't care enough because they've literally shot themselves in the foot so much. Yeah. Anywho, uh, but yeah, so he bowed out, and then Matt Reeves was like, okay, this is not going to be connected to the DCU, and 
I'm going to make this about a younger Batman. And then, you know, they got Robert Pattinson. Like I said, there's more details in it if you want to look it up. Yeah. I'm not interested in going over all that. When I first heard about the movie, I was like, another fucking, like, standalone Batman movie. I was like, shit, dude. Um, the only thing that kind of, like, won me over was seeing uh, the trailer, basically. And I was kind of like, yeah, this looks kind of think cool. I think I was... <laughs> What finally got me really interested in it was the first image of the... I know this sounds stupid, but the first image of the Batmobile that came out. It was before the trailer ever released. It was when they were still filming the movie. and It's the Mad Batmobile. Yeah, and looking at the the way the Batmobile was designed, I was like, that is cool as fuck. I cannot wait to see what this movie is like. So that that's what really got me invested in it. Well, I was like... The, the set design was a big thing for me. Like I liked that Gotham looked like noir. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, which... And uh, speaking of the Batmobile, I bought all three of us a Hot Wheels replica of the Batmobile. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll go into the movie. Um, and there's not going to be a lot of plot discussion. Yeah, we, we'd be uh, talking about it's Batman versus the Riddler. I'll go ahead and summarize it up in like five sentences. Batman versus the Riddler. The Batman is trying to solve clues. The police are completely utterly useless and Commissioner Gordon looks like a, neut- a neutered puppy. Um, the Penguin is surprisingly fucking really well done. You can't tell it's Colin Farrell. Zoe Kravitz is pretty good as Catwoman. She and get away. She wants to get away, and they play Nirvana twice because I'm pretty sure you might as well maximize how much money you spent on that fucking song because Courtney Love isn't doing it for free. She needs that money. She needs that Coke money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And, yeah, that's it. Um, I, I think it's funny. I have not watched any more Robert Pattinson movies. It's not that I'm, like, boycotting him. I'm just not interested in watching any of them. Alex, uh, my best friend from I'll Take Three, which I have only multiple best friends. I'm not trying three to... Three Potatoes. Uh, three pussies. Three potatoes. Oh, potatoes. It's even better. It's, it's going to be a running joke. Every time I hear, <laughs> I hear podcasts now, I find it. Oh, did you find it? Owen keeps like messing with his headphone. He's like dropping a piece yeah. off of it. Um, I'll Take Three Potatoes. No, it's a good little show, and they're on a little bit of hiatus because Alex's work schedule. But um, Alex just told me, like, recommended, like, Tenant, and then another movie that Patton's the is really good in. And I know... The Light... Where no, it's not The Lighthouse. That's Owen saying that's The Lighthouse. The, 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 the Lighthouse is fantastic, and Robert Pattinson's really good yeah, in it. Yeah, me and Cody... <laughs> okay, I didn't know... Uh, me and Cody like The Lighthouse. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know Cody had watched it, yeah, too. Yeah, we're so. both... So you guys have said it. So I'm not, I'm not dishing... Dishing? Dissing on... Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, it's just funny to me that he went from playing an emo vampire to playing an emo Bruce Wayne. Um, and a lot of people are like, I don't have a problem with him not really ex- expressing um, his Bruce Wayne character yet. Everybody's like, oh, he's just mainly Batman in this movie, which I get. You know, Bruce Wayne... Is Bruce Wayne yeah, and he's Batman. They, they, it's two characters really, in one. I've been listening to. They really solidified that ahead, emo-ness when Alfred came in to ask him if he needed help. He's like, "Just leave me alone, Alfred. Can you go get me a Pepsi? Just yeah. a Pepsi." And here's a just one Pepsi. <laughs> he here's the thing I don't him. get. Um, he wanted those fucking fresh fruits, dude. He did with fresh berries. Those um, fresh berries. <laughs> he pulls out his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, th- the thing I have a problem with, I was like, because I've listened to, 
Like everybody, if you want a positive review, you'll listen to Owen and Cody's uh, review of this on this podcast, and then like literally every YouTube review, everybody sucks this movie off. Yeah, I, I, that's surprising to me too because I don't think it's like a perfect movie. I mean, it's, it's not it's perfect, good. No, like um, yeah. Um, but the thing is, I've actually I listened to a couple people like objectively tear the movie down a little bit on YouTube. I found a couple reviews; they weren't like long, but I watched uh, little. Excuse me. Uh, I think I'm on the wrong fucking headphone. Shit. Excuse me. Hold on. I lost it because I was going to lose Cody's voice. Um, well, they were like, you know, kind of showing you the different things. And what doesn't make any sense to me is like, okay, it's been 20 years and Bruce is still acting emo and I understand it. But the fact that he acts so cold to Alfred and Alfred literally is the one that trained him how to fight. And they mentioned that. Like, why wouldn't he have, like, any kind of bonding with Alfred I, whatsoever? I think, it's like his I, I, growth is... Like, they wanted everything to be shown on camera well, in this I movie. Think, I think part of it is they're trying to tap into some of those Batman storylines where, you know, Batman goes away for a while. Bruce Bruce goes away for a while, and he ends up training and all that, and he comes back, and he becomes... I don't think this Bruce went away. Well, okay, regardless if he, if he did or didn't, this is this is definitely a year two Batman. So this is what I'm getting at. In a lot of the storylines, that's what happens. He comes back and he, he decides, I'm going to be this vigilante or whatever to, to help clean up Gotham. And this first few years, all he cares about is being Batman. And it draw it it creates a divide between him and Alfred because Alfred wants him to back off of it some. Because he's worried that Bruce is going to basically end up killing himself by doing this. And Bruce doesn't he doesn't care like all he wants is to accomplish his goal so i think that's where we're at but if you don't have that prior knowledge from the comic books because that's not something the movies ever really have touched on either then you wouldn't it would be a little off-putting but yeah again it just depends if if you have that knowledge or uh, of the of the comic lines or not yeah i still felt like they i don't know um, like I felt like they had chemistry together a little bit, you know. I I felt like there was like some kind of like like Bruce Wayne cared a little bit about him. I mean, he goes and cries by his bedside, you know. Yeah, but I think I think again, to, and I agree with you. There is there is a connection there. It's just we're at a point in in Batman's career where. It, yeah, there's definitely some tension. Yeah, there's a between. lot of tension. I think Alfred nearly dying is what kind of like it kind of shakes him a little bit, and he's you know as the as the Gen Zers say, he gets shook. Um, yeah, he gets woke, and uh, that's what kind of like brings him back to Alfred. But before that, I can see Lance's point too, where it doesn't come off necessarily like there is a connection there because. It's just really Bruce focusing on being the Batman and Alfred basically asking him to slow down. Yeah. I mean, if they make sequels, hopefully that could be something that they would expand upon or something. And they are making a sequel. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the point I heard today, which kind of, like, formalized it to me, because I think there's absolutely no chemistry between Andy Serkis and... Robert Pattinson as actors. Andy Bellinacus. Because I rewatched, I rewatched the Dark Knight movies and the DCEU movies or the Batman movies with Batman vs Superman and um, 
the Zack Snyder Justice League, and I even watched the few scenes that he was in in the David Ayer Suicide Squad movie, just before we watched the Batman in movie theaters. And I tried to do that again, except not the DCEU, before this podcast, because I just wanted to be kind of, you know, as best as I can, refreshed on everything. And I'm Batman the fuck out at this point. So, so um, go, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, real quick. I, th- I think, no, you're good. I, I just think Christian Bale and... I can't remember Michael who plays Kane. Alfred Michael Kane. Michael I think they have an awesome chemistry between each other. I even think that um, Ben Affleck and Scar in the Batman vs Superman movie have an awesome thing going so, back and forth. Even the small scenes. So that's what I, was, I don't think they have anything in this. That's movie. what I was going to say. Is like ignore all the original Alfreds, like from the '90s, the '89 movie in the '90s, because those that Alfred is pretty much. A butler, you know what I mean. Like he, he doesn't play as big of a, a a role as Alfred should play in the story. Yeah, Alfred has his own servant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck does he even do? He just walks around limping with a cane. <laughs> he, he, um, he does feel definitely like he has like a larger presence in this. Well, okay, so I I, I don't I don't agree because Michael Caine's Alfred I think had the biggest presence of all. Um, oh, yeah, you mean I didn't, I didn't watch that one. Oh, you did the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy, about. yeah. Because you know Alfred is in like all of those movies. So, yeah. so in this movie, his like, there's so much of it. But the thing was that the whole thing with Alfred, like, what's lost in translation is okay. If Bruce went away to train like Christian Bale's Bruce did, I'm just using that as an example because it shows him training. If he went away and then he came back, and he's still cold to Alfred, I would understand. But they put that line in where Alfred goes. I had to train you to fight. And it's like, well, if he trained him to fight, they should have had some kind of bonding experience. He shouldn't be this fucking emo towards Alfred. I understand being emo to everyone else. You want to beat the shit out of criminals. I got no problem with that. That part's just off. It's like, okay, if he went away to train and you acknowledge that, okay, I'll understand why he's acting like a little prick towards Alfred. And if Alfred was a little bit more overbearing to Bruce, I can understand that. Because, I mean, you know. That's how it is with kids and shit like that. And if Bruce is stunted in his growth from his childhood, which, you know, he is, is why he creates Batman, to be like a second persona almost, then I would understand him being cold towards Alfred. But Alfred's, like, nice to him, but... It gives him fresh berries. It gives him fresh berries. And, I mean, berries, like the guy I work with, Barry. Uh, It's not... not (laughs) Again, I think it. I think it is just the fact that he's so absorbed in Batman. Batman at this point, Batman is not a secondary persona anymore. It is this. This, yeah, is, I mean, this it, is the epitome I, of like Batman. I, Bruce Wayne is Batman, and Bruce Wayne is the mask. You know, you've heard that sort of. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's number two. Right. So, and I think this one, he's like Bruce Wayne's like a number three. It's Batman, and it's Batman for this this Robert Pattinson iteration. Like, that's all he cares about. He doesn't care about the money. The money! But, but going going back to your references to the other Alfreds, I, I agree that the chemi- the relationship between Michael Caine and Christian Bale, that is the best example of Bruce Wayne and Alfred in any of the films. Whereas it, when it comes to Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons, I was actually disappointed because I was actually really excited when they announced that Jeremy Irons was going to be Alfred. And I don't feel like they really utilized him nearly as much as they should have in those films. Yeah. 
I I think, like I said, when I was on, I thought he was great as Alfred in the few scenes he had. Oh yeah, but like, he, he just, just comes across as very charming as Alfred. Like yeah, oh, and he you even see him more in Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? You know, and this this one right here, and I have nothing against Andy Serkis. He did direct Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and I know he's Gollum. I've never watched any Lord of the Ring movies. <laughs> But and he's also that uh, he's, that he's fucking C- male arm dude in the MCU. He's also Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. Okay, yeah, of course. Which is another Matt Reeves thing. Um, was he Caesar in all three of them? I think so. I think when okay. he was the monkey. Yeah, see, yeah, he's mad. He's also Snoke. Hey, Star Wars connection. He's Snoke in uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Thanks a lot, Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> um. And I think he's a great actor. I just didn't feel any kind of connection there. And I'm going to go ahead and, like, for my breakdown of the movie when I was watching it, because I kind of went into it like, i got to find something to hate about this movie because everybody's, like, jerk sucking it off like it has nine titties. And the first half of this movie fucking blew me away. I'm like, it like, as soon as, like, by the time we got to the Nirvana drop... After he stares at the boy at the house, after, you know, you discover the body and all that. Mm-hmm. When the Nirvana drop hits and they show that shot from behind his helmet when he's on the motorcycle or motorbike. I don't know what you really call it. I think it's like a motorcycle, but anyway. Yeah, it's just a motorcycle. That's a Yakazuma. It's a moped. It's a little moped. In the way. <laughs> that, I was completely immersed in it. I'm like, okay, fuck, I get it. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then I was completely into it. And then when you keep going on with everything the Riddler does, like, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, it's cool. Yeah, me and Lance uh, came to this conclusion, I think, that, like, the movie. And I've seen a couple people say that the movie does sag at certain parts, but it's never. I don't think it's ever the part that we say it does. No. The part where it gets boring is fucking after they lock up the Riddler and shit, and then. Like okay, so Falcone's dead. Yeah, the, the Falcone shot when and then when they get the Riddler, throw him in jail. We get, think that's where it should be ended. Yeah, and then they get the Riddler, they throw him in jail. I think it's Bruce Wayne, and then there's still more Bruce Wayne, Master Wayne. <laughs> I will uh, okay. So I, I see what you're. I see where you're getting. I actually liked. Okay, I like the scene where he goes to see the Riddler in in the asylum. Because isn't that a post credits? No, 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 no. That's the one where he's like, "Oh no, 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 yeah, the, no, the one no, where you talk, no, the one you're talking no, about, where he's like, "Oh, Jones. Bruce Wayne," and all that. Crap. Oh well, they could have just put well, that shit like after the fucking. Well, like the the reason I like that scene so much is because it's like, oh shit, he knows who he is, and then like they kind of yeah, throw I like off. that scene too. But I agree. I think you're right. After all that. The movie is is a little too long. I don't like the whole like blowing up the seawall. And all yeah, that. That's when because it just it feels gets fucking boring. Yeah, it just feels like okay, we've gone to me it felt like we've gone from this really cool noir de, you know, detective Detectives. movie yeah. which I love because Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective, but how many movies does he actually show that he's a detective? Like most most of them it's well, him going back to his house and Alfred be like, Master Wayne here's the answer and then he goes and like kicks someone's ass you know what i mean like that's all that happens and but in here it's like he finds master or he finds alfred's berries <laughs> but you know and uh, then it just becomes like a, oh this is like something that they would have done in the dark knight trilogy or you know any of those other movies it's like oh we have to have some like city-wide 
life-altering event that Batman has to save everybody from. Yeah, the stakes got to be fucking high as when, shit. When I dude. think, really, the stakes of a serial killer being on the loose and him putting a stop to it was good enough. Yeah, it just felt it felt really different and cool. And I think, like, the Dark Knight trilogy has already done these high stakes, like, you know, fucking big, big, big spectacles. Yeah, yeah. So, someone made, here's the thing, though. When those movies came out, they were looked at it as very grounded. Yeah. And someone made a comment on YouTube, and I was reading, like, I was hate reading YouTube comments about people bashing the Dark Knight trilogy. They said the Dark Knight trilogy is like Batman meets Mission Impossible. And I rewatched those movies, and it is like a lot, it gets grander and grander each movie. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it does what it does well. And, the, and here's another thing I'll go back to the Dark Knight trilogy. Everybody acts like those movies are really fucking dark. When I would say it, like seventy percent of those movies are in the fucking daytime. So wherever you get this, like you mean not like tonally, but visually, dark? like visually and tonally, and tonally, it's not even that bad either. Yeah, tonally, like, they're not was... very dark. I think the only the, the really like the darkest thing about them is like the Joker, you know, the Joker, and he's not even that dark either because most of his shit's just it, played for. Life. I mean, I think the I think the darkest part is probably Two Face yeah. in those movies because yeah, oh, he's yeah. about to try to kill a kid, you know. Yeah. And shit like, but like the, everybody acts like, well, those movies are so dark and gritty. And then you know the Zack Snyder movies come along. It's like, okay, look, that's dark and gritty, and it's shot shot with a like a gray um, filter. filter. And, and you know Whereas the what, what, go what ahead, kills Cody. me is like people bitched about it too. It's like, oh, this is too dark. It's like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? And then you know, I, I can't stand fandoms on Twitter because it's like. Now you got all these people that are crying and whining, like, oh, bring back the Snyder movies. It's like, you all bitched about them when they were here. And now you're all bitching because they're gone. You know? Yeah. it's We're living in the height of the, of the day and age where it's like, everybody wants what they can't have. Yeah. And it's unfair that they can't well, get it. Well, nobody knows what they want is a big thing. Yeah. Well, they don't know what they want until they get it. Like, everybody right now, like, this big thing, and I'm, we're going to probably get into an argument later on about this. Not so much Owen but probably me and Cody, where they're like, oh, this movie is better than any of the Dark Knight movies. It's not fucking anywhere close to the Dark Knight, and it's not anywhere close for me, the Dark Knight Rises, because I just watched those fucking movies, and I prefer to watch those movies. And, and guess it, what? And it's not this movie's anywhere, only ten minutes longer. It's not anywhere close to Batman and Robin. It's not. Everybody chill. The Dark Knight Rises, there's... With, that movie is the longest one of the trilogy, and it's like 10 to 15 minutes shorter than this fucking movie. And my point is, this movie being three hours long, where does it go from fucking here? It, like, is the next movie going to be four hours long? No, I don't think so. But I think I definitely do think that they could have trimmed it down. Like like Owen and I were talking about, that whole segment at the end with the the seawall and stuff, they, they should have just... That... They should have ended it with arresting the Riddler, have Bruce go meet him do that sort of thing where like oh you know does he know who he is and you find out that he doesn't and then if they want to throw that scene in with the joker or whatever fine but like you didn't need the big like oh now the city's flooded crap i I don't (laughs) like that was the worst part of the movie i know why they i i think i know why he wanted or the director wanted to do that section it was to so all throughout the movie movie motherfucker so all throughout the movie, um, they have this like you know, uh, the the Riddler's supposed to be like a Batman parallel kind of in a way. You know, he's supposed to be comparing himself, and like you know, even Catwoman does it. 
and you know their their version of vengeance is, is that they just kill like fucking people yeah um and i think what he was trying to do at the end there um and it's even with like the assassins and stuff you know the assassins are like i'm vengeance and shit it's supposed to draw like parallels to batman and he's supposed to like realize um in that segment of the movie that like hey you know being batman isn't just you know or you know i have to make a different reputation or reputation than just being vengeance and bringing people to justice i have to help people and you know that's why we have that scene with the flare and shit yeah i mean they i I still think they could have done it differently because yeah well i mean it it doesn't it's not i I get why it's in there but it it's not that compelling or interesting like you you could just stop it like when they put the riddler in jail it's like it's like who wants to see batman in water you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> here's the funny thing. If you guys realize this, somebody made a point on one of the reviews I was listening to. Because I mean, you know, I, I, when I said I watched this movie like three or four times, I probably watched it twice, and I've had it on the background and listened to it because I want to make sure I had the plot down because I always stutter like an idiot when it's my episodes when I go through the plot. But if you look at it, that whole scene. He's fighting off. Of course, he fights off multiple people like twice in this fucking movie. He gets shot a bunch of times. Yeah, he, he, here's the thing. When that fucking dude's neck bomb blows up two feet from his face, there's not a fucking scar on Robert Pattinson's face. There's no blood. And nobody thought to take his mask off, and he wakes up in the fucking police station isn't, just isn't for it, that fucking scene. Isn't it this, this whole thing, like, the blood and stuff was really, like, cut back on because they wanted to get that pg-13 rating or whatever well pattinson that's, said that's yeah reason, reason behind well, not pattinson that. but reeve said that this is pretty much like he's he's got no problem like that's he directed this movie to be pg-13 there was never any part but the blood my problem with it is things are done for this movie are done in this movie i should say like it's showing off Okay, I understand it's movie making and this is how you do scenes. And if you go back and rewatch the Dark Knight movies, there's a lot of, I guess you would call it exposition, where Bruce Wayne or whatever is clearly saying their motivations to the next character, but it's for, it's literally for, like, Bruce Wayne will say something like, You're afraid, Alfred, if I go out there, that I'm going to fail. And then Alfred goes, No, I'm afraid. You're gonna go out there and try to fail, and it's like, if I the dialogue in those movies and the dark movies is literally written like a comic book, it's written out for it. In this yeah. fucking movie, there's things done. Okay, he has a bomb blow up in his face, and then he wakes up in the police station. Nobody's taking his mask off at that fucking point. But literally, like, why would there be all those fucking cops in that room? Well, you gotta, and you then gotta a bit, the, you gotta get the police chief in there. Well, that, literally that. every cop, even Gordon's a fucking moron in this movie. You, you and that's the, he's a great actor who plays him. I love who guy who plays Gordon, but he literally can't do anything without Batman wiping his ass. And I, it's like, I, okay, I understand you want to make Batman the world's greatest detective, but you don't have to make everybody in the fucking movie look fucking smart. Oh, it's stupid. He had to have a dumbass tell him like, oh yeah, it's a it's a carpeting tool. And he's like, "What?" Uh, and there's a lot of would, staring would, from Batman in this movie. I don't know. I don't. I don't agree because I think that again, this movie's done the best job out of any movie of making him truly look like a detective and figuring uh, things out without having 
every other character around him give him the answer. That has been the problem with the detective aspects in any past movies, including the Dark Knight trilogy, where in that in those movies, and again, those movies are great, but Alfred basically gives him all of the answers to any kind of like problem Not that needs to be them. solved. It's either him or Lucius. Like, okay. it just... He never has. They never give him that opportunity to really shine as a detective. Um, yeah, but I think that's just Christopher Nolan making use of all of his characters in those movies. And the, a, and the thing is, here's the thing: we're comparing movies. Like the last movie of that trilogy came out ten years before this movie, right. so it's not like Matt Reeves has never seen those movies and went, "Oh yeah, let me be fucking different." It's not like that. Christopher Nolan was being original with his shit. So right. that's where a point is. That movie walked, that movie crawled, walked, and ran so this movie could fucking sprint. And this movie decided to start walking again because it's three hours fucking long. This movie does not need to be that fucking long. That's my biggest complaint because I'm trying to watch it. I'm like, God, I just want to blow my fucking head off again. And right. here's the thing. Everybody, like when they, I'm going to get this gripe out of the way. When they said, well, I played Bruce Wayne like he was Kurt Cobain. Okay, first off, Kurt Cobain was a heroin addict who had a lot of depression issues. Yes, I played the guitar. I don't see, I don't see I Bruce see Wayne playing, Bruce guitar. playing the guitar. What the fuck? I don't see him doing that. But the thing is, Kurt wasn't always like that. Kurt wasn't 100% emo walking around. Kurt, if you watch his interviews, he would have fun poking fun at current situations or like calling out people in interviews. Kurt just didn't give a shit. He wasn't completely emo. I understand the whole depression thing, but Bruce Wayne walks around as Batman, as fucking brooding. And all these shots of him staring at the camera are literally shots for that. Like, look how visual this is. He's staring at the camera. You see the light flickering in his eye. Yeah, you know what also did this? A fucking apocalypse now with Charlie Sheen's dad. I don't. I don't disagree that. I mean, I don't. And I'm. I'm not going to being brooding. I mean, I'm talking about like. All the fucking time. As Batman is fine. Well, but he's... I mean, I understand, like, we're talking about... But the whole thing that they based it off of, it's it's going beyond, like, how he acted. I don't have a problem with it, but it's the reasoning. Like, well, we based this Bruce Wayne off Kurt Cobain. The director and Robert Pattinson have said this in interviews. And it's like, dude, Kurt Cobain wasn't always this fucking emo if you go back and watch his shit. Yeah, he had some a lot of fucking issues, obviously, for him to take his own life. And that's a serious thing. But he wasn't, like... They made... They base Bruce Wayne off of Kurt Cobain's public perception, and off these black and white photos of Kurt Cobain. Like, oh, like they. Like Matt Reeves said, "I wrote the script listening to something in the way over and over again." I'm not going to sit here and argue that Bruce, that this version. Of oh, Bruce I'm not Wayne arguing. Is, is, I'm no, just no, no, saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying I'm not going to sit here and argue that this version of Bruce Wayne is anywhere near the best version of Bruce Wayne. I see what you're saying. He is like constantly emo. It's well, little, I, mean, I, I, it's I don't little... want you to think I'm arguing at you though. No, no, no. no, no I'm, I'm not saying to... that. I'm just What's saying. I'm just saying. I'm not going to disagree. Christian Bale. Okay. Christian Bale is the best version of Bruce Wayne, um, to me. And I, I guess Lance, you agree. Is it um, in his performance or is it how? It's, oh, a, com- he plays, it's a combination of things. Well, it's, he it's, plays three different characters as Bruce Wayne. He plays Bruce Wayne. He yeah. plays Playboy Bruce Wayne. He plays Batman. Yeah. But you'll see, like, he'll sit there and act all fucking, like, kind of goofy and shit as Bruce Wayne. But then there's moments where he's hearing someone talk that you can tell he's not playing the goofy Bruce Wayne anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's not showing that to other people because he has to have that public perception so nobody guesses it. Yeah, it's yeah. like the comic a lot. But Cody's biggest thing, though, he doesn't like his Batmans because the Batman voice he uses. 
which everybody it's makes all, fun of. It's all but so the th- but here's the thing: that's a British dude playing an American actor trying to distort his American actor voice. This one is also. But you can still do. Yeah, it but he's not doing a Batman it, voice in this movie. Making it excessive, you know. It's I like, don't think I don't know if it's so much that he went excessive. There's times where the voice sounds different. I just think he was struggling with his voice at that point. Now that should have been on Nolan to have done something better, and I think they did it better with Af- Well, yeah, it's like ben Kevin Affleck. Conroy. It's like Kevin Conroy said in an interview one one time. He's like, "Why did no one behind the camera stop recording and tell Christian Bale this is not working? We need to figure something else out because it's either." His Batman voice is either "Where is she?" or it's or it's "The city deserves a hero." It is, you know, it's like it's awful. It sucks. It 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 brings it's, down his performance as Batman. It's like does not. It There's does. no fucking way, dude. When you when you watch the fucking movie, like if you're paying attention to the voice, you're already out of it. Like, I'm not paying that. Like, yeah, it's fucking goofy if I'm sitting there paying attention, but I'm in the fucking movie. I don't give a shit. Those movies I can get lost in, and it's not like this is fucking boring like this and movie is. You, you, kinda... you and I have talked about this before, but the Dark, and this is how Batman is a lot of times anyway, but the Dark Knight movies, I think, are carried more by the villains than they are by Batman. This movie here I... is more carried by Batman than it is That's... the Riddler. Yeah. So, so I think well, that's why it's easier. That's because to... he he spotlighted the Batman in this entire movie, though. As he that's what happens when you don't have like a list actors like throughout the whole fucking thing. Nothing against Paul Dano, but he hasn't been in a blockbuster movie. Nothing against Zoe Kravitz, she hasn't been in a blockbuster movie. The Dark Knight movies had Michael Caine, they had Morgan Freeman, they had Liam Neeson, they had Christian Bale, they had Heath Ledger, they had Tom Hardy, they had Anne Hathaway. They were having A-list actors, and they were all shown to have something else. I like think the, it's just like a character exploration thing. I don't think in plus, the original that they had as much stuff to explore with Bruce Wayne. Plus... based him off the comics, so it's not like he has... Like, well, this is based off comics, too, but this is based yeah. off the edgy comics. You, yeah, you can't... Well, I mean, but it's its own Bruce Wayne. You can't sit, You can't really no explore way. the villain in this anyway when the whole setup is there's a serial killer out there. We need to figure out who he is. Because if you start diving too deep into who the serial killer is throughout the movie, then it, it ruins the, the mystique around everything. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, that, that's probably I, I, another reason why so much of the focus is on the Batman that, and not. That's also a good one too, yeah. Because I mean, it is supposed to be a mystery. We're not supposed to know who exactly the Riddler is or anything. There you go. I kept pulling the microphone away from. Oh, I wasn't trying to. I was like, <laughs> get, I was staring at the computer like my hand was dropping. Um, I don't know what the fuck I got lost in thought of. But the the thing is. For me, like, I like Robert Pattinson as Batman. I have no problem with that. But even he tries to do a Batman voice. But everything in this movie is so low. Like, everybody's whispering. And like I said, I have a problem with every fucking cop, especially Gordon. Like, the, the I sent a video to Cody and Owen. Um, I can't remember what YouTube channel did. But they said, we remade the Batman for $20. And it's just them obviously spoofing the, the trailer when it was released. But Gordon has a scene in it where he's looking at Batman and goes, Hey, Batman, I lost my password to my phone. Can you help me? And Batman's like, what the fuck? And that's literally how it is. Like, Gordon, like, Lil Gordon attributes nothing 
He's just there to be Batman's lackey. And it's yeah, like, I agree. He's just, he's just the only non-corrupt cop, pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah, a non-corrupt I, cop. But I agree. All the other cops are all just kind of like, whoa, whoa geez, the, well, yeah. let me just give you a clue by accident. And it's like, oh, uh, well. And, you, yeah, and, and then, that, and then you have funny. the police chief that sounds like <laughs> Marlon Brando. <laughs> I, no, I don't think he's the chief, is he? Uh, he's either the chief yeah, or the captain. The well, who's the oh, who's the, the fat guy who got eaten up by the rats? The, the fat the fat guy is the commissioner. What's uh, the difference between the uh, chief and the commissioner? Uh, the commissioner is like a, an appointed political position. I thought. Well, I think the, the chief is like. I think they're know, both polit- I think they're both voted in, aren't they? No, the chief you get up through like seniority. Oh, I don't know. I, all I know is the the commissioner always dies, and then of course Gordon takes over. As the as the commissioner, I don't actually know what the positions mean, but when they're in the cell, oh, and, you know, you got the guy in there. You come here on the day. Yeah, he straight up went like Marlon Brando in that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's a, that's the first moment in this movie that really took me out of it. I was like, uh, what is this? And, and the thing is, there's nothing about this movie that takes me out until I've rewatched it like three or four times at this point. Yeah, like okay. Everything is done, but everything is done to make Batman look really fucking smart. It doesn't feel natural at times. Like I said, and going back to the whole the police thing, he's like, he's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, that's great. But he's also helped out multiple times by people giving him clues because they're idiots. And like, oh, can you imagine he got killed with a carpeting tool? Huh, my uncle's a carpenter. It's like, he looks like, oh, really? And then he figures out the rest of it. Well, that's just that one time. That's a, but he yeah, also that's a- does it. But he also does it with, um, well, Alfred has to help him with the key. Yeah. What key? So Alfred helps him, the, well, the key for the, the, the drive part, you know, the thumb drive he gets to. Is it, is it the... You know what I'm talking about, right? The computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I so got Alfred you. gives him the key, and it's like, there's multiple times like that. And it's like, okay, Batman's only smart because he's a fucking grade A student in regular English. He's not in honors English in high school. Everybody else just doesn't like. They're either stupid, they don't care, and everybody's portrayed as like that. This movie is very Batman centric, which is fine, but it does get boring because too much of something washes it away. There's movies, like I said, like the Morbius movie we talked about earlier. Like you could tell the movie was cut up. I wouldn't have mind seeing a two hour version of Morbius. Yeah, but I also would have preferred a two hour version of the Batman because there's too much of this fucking movie. I think with. Two and a half hours probably would have done the trick, but again... Well, the thing is, I would rather watch a movie going, man, I want fucking more. I want to see the deleted scenes. Two and a half hours, I'm like, okay, I've never watched a bit of special features on the Dark Knight trilogy because all those movies are two and a half hours long. But None of the Marvel movies I've never watched. A counterpoint to what you just said, No Way Home is like three hours long. No, No Way Home is two hours and 21 minutes long. Is it only two hours and 20 minutes long? Yes, I have it. The reason why I felt three hours you was because they put fucking 40 minutes of previews in front of it. Uh, I know yeah, I had to pee. Prob- that's probably it. But um, e- even then, you know, there's they, they're saying there's like, what, 90 minutes of extra footage or whatever on the, I know, on which, the Blu-ray. For this and movie? Like, yes. No, 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 for, for No Way Home. Uh, oh. Yeah. And, well, like, I, there's I, probably going to be like 80. I think there's like 80 minutes of this movie. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's not all worth it. And we've seen one one extra scene that wasn't used because it was going around online the where he goes and talks to uh the joker the joker yeah. which um uh, which i mean i don't like the way he looks i i've listened to his dialogue a couple of times on that scene what 
I was doing the fucking uh, Joker baby voice. <laughs> I, I, I actually like the way he. I mean, I'm not saying it's the, it's not definitely not the best looking Joker, I but I don't like I don't mind voice. the way he looks. I hate his voice. Yeah, I didn't like his voice, and I thought I watched the scene again. Uh, the first time I watched it, I swear I saw like his prosthetic like over his mouth. Like you could notice that his mouth was beneath his prosthetic, but. But I watched it again and I didn't notice that, so I must. I think that's just like from the weeks out of the theater, not theater, but the, it's just the fucking web view of the the glass between yeah, him. I must have just been imagining stuff because I, I watched it again and it, it didn't really look like that. It, his voice is like an epitome of the rest of this movie. Everybody whispers in this fucking movie. They don't talk loud enough, and sometimes the music picks up, and it's right when, like No Way Home, not Way Home, <laughs> something in the way. My bad comes up the second time and Batman's like I gotta be a symbol of hate he's like something in the way <laughs> it's like what the fuck did he just say but like um, I said I'm getting out of the thing and like I said I do like the movie so, but the so, thing is the whole the three hour earning the three hour thing I've talked about this with Alex I'll read Alex's text in just a second because I forgot I was going to do that um, there's one Marvel movie that's three hours long and it's like literally on the dot three hours, and that's Avengers Endgame, and that's twenty three fucking movies into a saga. This is the first movie of a trilogy, and with a TV series going along with it, and it's three hours long. I like Catwoman. I like Penguin. I even, I mean, I think Penguin's fucking awesome, and I like Paul Dano as the Riddler. He's not great as the Riddler. He made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah, he's like. Good boy, He's you know. Like, Hello, everybody. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> and when he does that last video to his follower, he goes, "Hi, guys. Uh, this will be my last video for a little while." It sounds like Anthony, the guy we work with. He goes, "Hi, guys." Um, like my volume is fucking insane on this episode. Alex so, said, "Go ahead." Sorry, I gotta find this. Um, we we've we've before we get into all that other extra stuff, but we've dove pretty deep into our thoughts on on Batman. And Bruce Wayne. But I think we do need to focus on the other characters a little bit because I don't want I don't want this episode to come off like, oh well we basically reviewed Robert Pattinson's Batman and nothing else. You know what I mean? Well, I mean this movie's pretty much Robert Pattinson's yeah, Batman. I mean, that's basically what it's That's what this movie on. is. Like there's not a lot of focus on these characters where I you care. See. I didn't come to see fucking um what's her face? So we grab it. Yeah. Well, you know, her their relationship is extremely forced. It I is forced, yeah. And he that, acts all it's it's funny because he acts all like like awkward around women like he did as Edward in Twilight. He's he's like, oh, vagina, I don't know what to do. That is one of that is one of my <laughs> negatives about this film is I don't mind the, that there was a kiss scene. They should have saved it for the end when they like said goodbye to each other, you know. Instead of like <laughs> instead of like my friend my friend is gone and then two minutes later she's all over. Batman, you know what I mean? It's like everything. That whole relationship is very rushed. Uh, what's funny as hell about that though is uh, <laughs> um, he does that line at the end when they say goodbye that every dude does when they break up with a girl. He's like, "You take care of yourself." <laughs> I'm busting out <laughs> laughing every time I hear that. Like, yeah, you take care of yourself, Selena. It's like, oh my god, dude, and. It's not you, it's me. The whole detective part about this movie with Batman. 
You should detect my nuts. In the <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I I like the detective stuff. But then he has this insane car chase that he's driving and has no regard for anybody else on the road. <laughs> that fucking scene's hilarious. And then also at the end, when obviously he's he's uh, fought off 15 Riddler clones and he gets shot in the chest point blank with a shotgun and then it acts like after like well this is gonna knock me the fuck out and then the whole scene where that electric sign is about to go in the water and shock everybody uh-huh. and he jumps on there heroically and cuts it and then falls 30 feet into the water and then immediately sits back up like he's the fucking undertaker it's like you, you could literally just use the batarang to cut it and it would have done the same thing. It wouldn't have affected anybody. Dude, you're smarter than Batman. And here's another thing. The mayor gets shot before it starts flooding in that place. And then later on when he's helping her out of the wreckage, she's walking like she doesn't have a gunshot wound. They forgot about it. Did Cody just hang up on us? What the heck? Cody? I think Cody was like, I'm done. <laughs> he got pissed off. We lost Cody. Give us a second, everybody. Okay, you're good. Uh. And I didn't stop the recording, so we're good. But no, like, she gets shot through the the fucking shoulder. And she acts like, she's walking like it's no big deal. He helps that kid out of the wreckage. And if you watch the kids walking with everybody in that chest high water, that kid's like fucking three feet tall. <laughs> You're always so hung up on No, it's just so That's funny. Right. That, but it's, like, when people want to sit there and they want to criticize the Dark Knight trilogy, and they are because, like, oh, you can nitpick that movie. Like, well, you can nitpick this fucking movie. Yeah. Some of this shit's just done, like I said, for the visual. He's leading everybody with the flair. Look at it. Going, going, going back to what you were saying about the car chase. <laughs> That's every Batman movie. <laughs> like every Batman oh, movie. Yeah, and has that's a and, and and people. There's always people out there that complain about it. I remember like when Batman vs Superman okay. came out, and people were like really complaining about, oh my god, Batman's killing people with the Batmobiles. Like, maybe. I mean, but how many? How many? Like the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, he's driving down the the road and chasing there's a chase going on and cars are being thrown everywhere you don't know you don't know who's bumping their head yeah and dying and it's done for the spectacle on scene on the camera i mean and the dark knight trilogy there's a lot like no guns i don't kill people and then there's a lot of people you're like they're probably fucking dead and i rewatch those movies and it's funny to me and obviously uh batfleck doesn't care about killing people he'll just shoot a motherfucker in the head which is fine i think it's cool and he had that really cool sure you can punch to the dude into the ground. Remember, Cody? Oh, you remember yeah. that, Cody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, the most satisfying sound ever is like, Doo! and that dude just goes face plant in the ground. It's like, yeah. is, um, is that the Is that the scene? That's the scene where, like, all the thugs are in that room, and he's, like, up in the corner, right? And he, <laughs> no, 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 no. He, that's, the, that's the scene where he's going to save Superman's mom. Oh, and yeah. And he's having to fight him in the room outside the room she's in. How do you know the name? <laughs> <laughs> but in this movie, like when everybody wants to say, like this movie is really artistic and it's grounded and it's a detective movie, I'm like, yeah, but it's got a lot of fucking spectacle in it and it feels empty. Like if I wanted something different, don't put that shit in the movie. Like the world's greatest detective wouldn't have hopped on the Kmart sign to cut off the line to fall thirty feet. He would just use the bat- battering to cut the power supply. And it would have fallen in the water and fine. He didn't have to fall 30 feet. It was all done for the spectacle of seeing Zoe Kravitz going <gasps> like an orgasm and seeing him fall in the water and then popping straight up. It literally serves no purpose. Yeah. I, have, I have a question. How do you guys feel about bulletproof Batman? I like Yeah, that. like literally, like why have anybody shot at his chin? Well, yeah, but I'd, I'd like, 
you know, talking about the, you know, people who say this is like very artistic or whatever, especially like the scene where he's walking down the hallway and it's pitch black, but the only light is coming from the gunfire as he's like beating down these, these thugs, like all that stuff. It looks really cool. And I don't, I don't mind the fact that the suit is, is bulletproof basically. Um, yeah, I mean, if someone shot him in the face, it would kill him, but, um, they never aim for the head. Yeah, well, they're aiming for another head, and he was like, "We gotta shoot his dick off." <laughs> we, gotta, <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need two of these bastards running around. <laughs> <laughs> he can't reproduce. So, what did what did y'all think about the the opening? Because I thought that was one of the best openings in a Batman film. Period. Yeah. Like it genuinely made you feel. It made me feel like what the what these bad guys in the city feel at night when they're, you know, thinking, oh, Batman might be around the corner or whatever. He's a, I'm in every shadow. I, I think I'll go one step further. I think it's one of the best openings of any movie I've ever seen. I thought you were yeah. talking about um, the Something part where, no, where like, part. POV in the Riddler's eyes and he, like, is looking at the binoculars and shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I guess that's what opens the movie, isn't it? Yeah, I like that because it reminded me of what I usually do every Saturday <laughs> night. Saturday. Okay, real quick question. Let me read this to you guys. And I, I hopefully Cody will have a gripe with this, too, because it's a little unfair. Okay. Something um, in my bladder. Dun, dun, dun. Let me see here. Yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure Cody knows. I'm, I'm not attacking you personally, No, Cody. we're, we're, discuss- okay. we're discussing the film. I mean, none of this is personal. Yeah, I just want to make sure, like, I may come across that. I'm just passionately arguing. Okay, this damn thing has said, I saw this on Wikipedia. Maybe somebody's deleted it, hopefully. They said, with it making $750 million, it is the highest grossing serial killer movie of all time. I'm like, there's no fucking way Friday the 13th can compete with this. Like, I specifically mean, because it it may be referring to... More so, like, things like Seven, for example. So, something where, like, it is a movie that's focused on finding out who a serial killer is. Not necessarily something like Friday the 13th, where, yes, he's a serial killer, but he, he's... it's a, it That would just be more classified as a slasher film. But well, here's some, a, something like Hannibal here. or something like, you know, those types of... Thing. Well, see, they were going with um, like this is literally the article that is um, quoted from. I don't know why I couldn't get the fucking word out of the light. I'm sorry. Batman. I'm sorry. I'm like I literally had the scene where Bruce Wayne looks up at the sunlight. And he's like, he's like, ugh. Uh, um, this is from Forbes. It says, "Here's a ghoulishly funny stat: the Batman is now the biggest grossing movie ever made in North America and worldwide about a serial killer." Yes, Paul Dano's Riddler is essentially uh, Seven's John Doe, <laughs> cosplaying as Jigsaw in the Zodiac Killer, and the Robert Pattinson Zoe Kravitz Riddler has outgrossed both Seven and Hannibal. If you can want to count inflation, you know they're saying it's better than the Silence of the Lambs. I'm I like, we talked about this. We talked about this in person. We didn't talk about this on the podcast. I'm mixing out my podcast time with personal time. <laughs> uh, but it's like, there's no way you can compare a serial killer movie to a comic book movie and say, okay, well, this has got a serial killer in it. I'm like, yeah, but this movie's PG-13. Kids aren't going to go see, or aren't allowed to see. Yeah, this isn't like a disturbing, like, warped picture. You know, I mean, Halloween, as much as I hate Halloween 2018, that movie made 
over two hundred million dollars, and it's the highest grossing like one of those movies of all time. And you can't the Halloween can't compete with the well, Batman. I think they mean like things like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and Silence of the Lambs. That, and that's uh, what I said. I said and, it's stuff like Halloween. it's stuff like yeah. Seven or Zodiac or something because the plot does focus on there's a serial killer. There's in the cr- way. There, yeah, there's a <laughs> crime scene. There, you know, they're going crime scene to crime scene to try and figure out who the serial killer is. I think that is specifically what it's referring to. And yes, it is a comic book movie, but the plot is still a a serial killer mystery. So let's see here. Hold it's on. cool. I think that's why that last part just feels so weird and out of place. Is because like we spent all this time just like um, you know trying to unravel this mystery behind you know this like psychotic serial killer and then we're just suddenly like given fucking spectacle yeah so, <laughs> like suddenly like, suddenly he's a a typical comic book villain you know yeah and batman's a typical comic book superhero yeah, yeah. at that point like literally it, it takes stuff from the nolan movies in this movie and everybody's like oh man it's doing it better it's like it's not doing it better it's not do- it's not doing that aspect better at all uh, and you know, I, I feel like, like I said, I understand everybody's like, you know, this Batman is like, you know, what you guys are saying. I literally think they wrote every other character to be fucking dumb. He's comfortable. That he's around with. Like, every cop, Gordon, Alfred, even Alfred, you know, gives him a clue, and he goes, what if it's not the key? What if it's the whole key? And it's like, he literally has to have the last word about every fucking thing. And it's like, okay, so they literally have written this Batman to be OP when it comes to knowledge, which is fine, but you're not that fucking smart at 32 years old. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And, you know, the Dark Knight movies, they go over, like, this is the movie over the course of a week. The Dark Knight movies are literally the course of years. They do beat for beat. Okay, he's training. He comes back to uh, Gotham. I was about to say Boston. I'm like, that's not right. Yeah, that movie, Batman movies would be insufferable if he was a Boston detective. I'll tell you that right now. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> um, it would not fucking work. Hey, get off my fucking porch! How holy crap! Did you see that guy? Jennifer, what do you imagine? The scene where Gordon dies in The Dark Knight, or he, you know, dies a fake death, and his wife's yelling at Batman. He's like, it's your fault if she was Boston. He's like, are you gonna pay our fucking bills? <laughs> um... I don't, I don't, I don't personally, it's one of those things like, I don't care if they ever, you know, I don't want them to ever do another Batman movie where they show, you know, Thomas and Martha being shot in the alleyway. I don't want them to ever do a training montage because we get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's sort of like in Spider-Man. I don't ever want to see another Spider-Man movie where they kill Uncle Ben because we get it. It's bit by a spider. Well, I mean, they literally like. They skipped Uncle Ben in the MCU, though. But that, that's what I'm saying, Like, and I'm fine with that. I don't need to see another Uncle Ben dying. We we get it, you know. Well, the thing it, is, like, Uncle Ben, that's Sony's fault because those movies didn't go further. But Uncle Ben is the core thing for Spider-Man growing up. That's what he keeps th- right. thinking back on. The MCU he Spider-Man thinks that, about... Right? Yeah, well, he, the MCU Spider-Man thinks about Iron Man because yeah. they completely outwritten... Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's literally like what he goes back to. Well, yeah, and I, I get. I have my problems with that aspect of it too. You know, I I don't like the fact that the first two Spider-Man movies in the MCU focus so much on Iron Man. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, they're just trying to maximize their deal with Robert Downey Jr. at that point. Yeah. And I understand, like, you, you don't need to see, like, the training montage and all that. We understand that. But with this movie, like I said, there's things about it. If he had went through all that training, like, it takes discipline over years to train that much to be, like, a martial artist and shit like that. And you can still be a little emo, but he would be a little bit more controlled. Like, he's just, like, one note brooding the entire fucking movie. And he stares at people a lot, which is a little uncomfortable. I guess, I guess you want a scene where he's like bench pressing or something, and in his headphones you just hear, Hey there. Da, 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 da. That's a Hawthorne. No, I want to see him with, I want to see him with his suit on, twirling around in the mirror and going, I'm Batman. I want to see a scene where he's putting on his makeup, and it's like going, um, why you gotta make things so complicated. I want to see a scene where he's painting his face, but he's looking at, uh, face paint pictures of the Road Warriors and the Ultimate Warrior and things like, yeah, I like that one today. We do this. And, you know, but like, no, it's not that. I just have a problem with, like I said, just it doesn't make sense for him to act like this like 100% of the time if he's went through like martial arts training and shit like that. And like I said, if Alfred is the one that's trained him, like Alfred said in this movie, he wouldn't be acting like a, like a snotty little, like, no! Leave me alone. I'm going to my room. It wouldn't act like that. And that's what it comes across as. It's like he's went from playing an emo vampire to like this variety of roles that I've seen people talk about and Owen's talked about and Cody's talked about and Alex has talked about. And it's like he's an emo Batman now. And there's not much character to his Batman character. He's just it's just showing him solving crimes. Like there's like there's nothing about his character that's appealing. He's very and that just might be my older age talking. Because I'm not, if I was like 18 or 19 watching this movie, I was like, man, this is really fucking edgy. I'm like 34. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking billionaire. Who gives a fuck? Like when the Riddler yeah, says. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a plot point. I mean, yeah, no, and, but the that, Riddler saying is like, you know, it just makes the, I guess it makes it go down easier with all that money. And it's like, fucking yeah. But I mean, when you're like, and the thing is like the street gang at the beginning, like the awesome open, they don't know who Batman is and this is year two. They have their they have the faces painted up like the Joker, but the Joker doesn't even wear face paint. It looks like. Well, he doesn't. He's not wearing face paint because he's in an asylum. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I, they also said this isn't a fully formed Joker. Like he's going to grow with Batman in these movies, is what Matt Reeves has said. So maybe he's not even wearing face paint. So where in the fuck are they getting the face paint? Which is just let me go punch somebody. It's like, well, it does sound like Didn't a bunch he, like, of people falling on a vat of acid or some shit in the comics. Or something. Yeah. Well, he beat it off too much. Yeah, and he grow hair on his knuckle. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and like I said, like there's a lot of parts of the movie. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But if you put it underneath a microscope, this movie has as many problems as the Dark Knight movie does. Yeah, and, for sure. I mean, and you know, in the you talked about how people, you know, they've said like, oh, this is better than the Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, that's I don't think that's true either. I think the Dark Knight itself is still the best Batman movie. I would say opinion. it's the best comic book movie. Because it, if, and the thing is, here's a, here's a quote. Kevin Feige said something along the lines of, Batman Begins, Christopher Nolan's Batman is the best thing that's happened to comic book movies. Because Batman Begins and The Dark Knight legitimized comic book movies. And like, you know, the Batman Begins only made like $300 million when it came out in 05. Not a lot. But, John Favre and Kevin Feige have both said that that was inspiration for how they did 
Iron Man in 2008. And Iron Man made like $580 million. That's why I looked it up today. But then The Dark Knight's like the first ever comic book movie to cross $1 billion. Yeah. And then The Dark Knight Rises, as much crap as everybody gives it, The Dark Knight Rises made more money than The Dark Knight four years later. And it didn't have The Joker. And it's still, like, I understand there's a lot of plot points in that movie that are like, this is a huge fucking plot hole, but the movie's epic. And it's it's a very, like, ten feet in the air view of Batman, whereas this movie's like, I'm on the ground and we're looking up at Batman. This is No, the brother. They'll be expecting a body. <laughs> that would be expecting a body in the prize. And I like Tom Hardy's Bane, so I mean. I, I, do, I do too. It's just, that, that's the line that I always think of when I think of the Dark Knight Rises. They'll oh, be expecting a the, body. There's a scene where. Uh, CIA. <laughs> well, there's a scene in the movie when the, the people, the I guess they're FBI agents that come to talk to him after Bane's taking over the city. And they get caught up in that building, and one of them's laying on the ground because he got shot in the leg. And he looks up at Bane, and he goes, I'll die before talking to you. And Bane goes, I'm on your schedule, Captain. And he just sits on his fucking face with his knee and like, crushes him. It's like, this is hilarious. <laughs> um, but Alex, Alex <laughs> has said that. The darkness. He, oh, my God, I love doing that line. Because I'll do it at work because, like, my boss, my <laughs> boss has been there so long. It's like, you thought, debit cards were your friend. <laughs> I was raised with checks <laughs> and I was all this shit. By them, molded by them. And by the time I seen a cash register, I was nearly a man. <laughs> and by th- <laughs> um, but Alex said, you know, he would. He says he he thinks the movie's very good. He thinks this Batman, this Bruce Wayne's a little too brooding for him, and that. He would rank them if you had to put them with the Dark Knight because they are Batman movies. I would you can't really rank this with uh, like the DCU movies because it's not a solely Batman movie. But he would go Dark Knight Rises, then the Batman, then Batman Begins. And I would say Batman Begins. I rewatched it, and the first half is a little like God. This is it's the it's the inverse of this movie. Batman Begins for me is it's a little boring at the beginning setting up Batman, but then it's good by the end. This movie is very good at the beginning, but it's boring by the end because it's like fucking just end it. Yeah, Batman me. Batman Begins to me is a mostly boring movie. Um, I think we've talked about this briefly. I don't know if we have on the podcast or not, but uh, my favorite Batman villain is Scarecrow, and <laughs> I, that movie's disappointing for me because that is lit- that is the only like film Scarecrow we have ever had. Dude, I mean, he's awesome though. In that I mean, movie. he's cool, but he's over. He's, he's, cool he's not. He's in the comics. Yeah, and he's and he's way overshadowed by the whole like, um, what do they call the League of Shadows? Is that what? Yeah, Ra's al Ghul. And Ra's al- I I don't like Ra's al Ghul as a villain. I, you know, I could do without Ra's al Ghul ever. And you know, I guess it's good they got it out of the way in Batman Begins, but I wish they just wouldn't have used him at all. Um. So I don't know. That movie to me is just kind of boring. The, the climax, at the end, I don't really like. But you know, that's why I definitely would put the Batman over that. Um, I haven't re- I haven't watched The Dark Knight Rises in a long time, so I don't know if I would put this over The Dark Knight Rises necessarily. But I and I definitely I definitely would not put it over The Dark Knight. Um, and no offense to Alex. But I think a lot of people who put the Dark Knight Rises over the Dark Knight just do so because no 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 he put no he put the Dark Knight up below up. the Dark Knight's his first movie and then Rises oh okay my mistake I, yeah no I that's I probably I, 
I probably I probably flood my words. If we go back and listen I to it. Said I, the Dark Knight, then the Batman, then the Dark Knight Rises. No, you're completely flubbed it. No, no so, <laughs> yeah, I mean there are people. So that's my bad, but. Um, no, no, it's, I, I probably mumble too. I'm like speak mumbling, like whom, 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 I, I know Batman. there are people out there that put the Dark Knight Rises above the Dark Knight, and I think a lot of that just comes down to like the. It's like, well, I think the Dark Knight Rises is better because there was so much hype around the Dark Knight. But even now, so many years removed from it, I I can't in no way put the Dark Knight Rises above the Dark Knight. There's just that movie is a perfect Batman movie pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree. And the reason why I, I think the, for the longest time I was putting rises above dark Knight for my personal ranking, because the rises just felt like it wrapped up everything right. and going into it, you're following the most successful comic book movie of all time at that point, the dark Knight, And out of respect, because the actor unfortunately passed away, you do nothing that references him. In the movie, I know everybody went in that movie like, "How are they gonna reference the Joker? Are they gonna kill him off, or whatever like that." They do nothing out of complete respect for Heath Ledger. Tie it back to the first movie, and still made a fucking really good movie that made over a billion dollars. Like yeah. that's the like it had the weight of the world on its like expectations, and people want to shit on it, but it still was successful. Yeah. And then we talked about it before, like I mean, literally last night I was on the toilet and Cody called me. <laughs> he goes, "Hey man, what you doing?" I'm like, "I'm pooping," and he's like, "Oh." I said, hmm, let me hear. <laughs> <laughs> Cody goes, me too, man. High five. I'm like, yeah. But we were talking, he was telling me about the NetherRealm shit. Warner Brothers is very invalid. You're saying it wrong, but whatever. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I know I'm saying it wrong. That's a whole joke. You're just staring at my computer like fucking in this, like the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, they had a head start on Marvel when it came to these movies. Now, I understand that Nolan was like, okay, our objective was to make one good Batman film. And then we kind of whispered underneath our breaths. He said this in a quote, how about making a trilogy? So his plan was to do a trilogy, and he was fucking done. That's why I think he helped co-write Man of Steel. And then he was just a producer and the executive producer for Batman versus Superman. Because he's, I guess, close to Zack Snyder. But he was done with it. But you couldn't really introduce Superman into that world for it to work. But by the time they introduce Superman, well, they're already balls deep into the Avengers movie. And the first Avengers movie crossed a billion dollars. And it's like, fuck. I mean, like, they've already had some catching up to do. And, you know, of course, they see. And the problem was they didn't have a figurehead for the DCEU to direct where these movies need to go and hire directors. They hired Zack Snyder. Okay, you need to make these movies. So Zack Snyder helped co-write Man of Steel. He directed it. He also wrote Batman vs. Superman and directed it. And he also wrote Justice League and directed it. And it's like, that's why these movies took so long coming out. Was like He literally had nothing. Like he had no help. It wasn't like he was an overseer like Kevin Feige. He was doing it all. Kevin Feige's just a producer. Like, this is where the movie needs to go. Here's the beats. You make the movie, is what he tells all the directors. You know, they even had, some, there's some evidently some studio interference with Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange movie is coming out. That Disney's had to cut back or had to reshoot because they didn't like or they had to change the plans well, or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, you got to think, especially in the MCU now, with all everything being so intertwined between the movies and the shows, they um they have to like it's like oh well this thing and this other movie or series has changed, so we really need you to like reshoot this for your movie to make it all still fit together. Um, I think James Gunn said something about that. 
with uh, um, Thor. Thor Love and Thor. Uh, yeah, because the Guardians are in Thor Love and Thunder. And he <clears throat> he said that he had, he had asked the studio to go in and change some stuff in Love and Thunder because it didn't fit with what he was wanting to do with Guardians uh, three and I guess the holiday special. And they they went in and changed it because of that. So, um, you know. Well, it, it, it does help having somebody like that, though. Right. You know, and, and James that, Gunn. That I think was, James Gunn's solely going to Warner Brothers after Guardians Three. I think yeah. he's done with Marvel. I, I th- but you're right. I think that Zack Snyder should have been made that person. I think that. Yeah. I wish know. Christopher Nolan had the interest of being that person because I think that's what Warner Brothers kind of felt like he they were hoping he would be. Like, yeah, you're going to be our Kevin Feige. He goes, I'm a director. He wanted to go back to making movies that no one fucking understands. Um, <laughs> though they all pretend they do, but you know, yeah. no one understands them. <laughs> He's kind of like a, a Stanley Kubrick almost, but, you know, I, I enjoy his Batman movies. But, you know, so it's like a whole thing like, uh, Owen, how would you rank the movies? I know you only seen the Dark Knight movies once, and you've watched this movie twice. Um, I thought you said you would wear. I'm like, okay, what are you gonna wear first? Hanes, <laughs> hey, um, t-shirts, Hanes underwear, Levi pants. Is that where? Is this kind of close? What's the first Batman movie to ever come out? Uh, Batman, Batman 1966. <laughs> I got the year right. I'm surprised. <laughs> I wanted to rate that one first. Okay. And then second, I'm gonna rate. What's the one? With, uh, Mr. Freeze, Cody. Uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. I'm gonna rate that one second. <laughs> What's the Val Kimmer one? Uh, that one is Batman Forever. That one's third. Um, a Batman Returns. What's the one that's um, directed by um, what's his face who made Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Tim Burton directed both the Batman 1989 and Batman Returns. Okay, so both of those. Let's <laughs> um, they share a spot. And we also know you haven't seen Batman vs. Superman. Would you also rank it above the Dark Knight trilogy? I'd rank that number one. Okay. So, we have it first, people. A man who's never seen the movie is ranking as number one. <laughs> I'm holding the microphone like I'm Mean Gene Okerlund. Hawkster, tell me what you're going to do at the fairgrounds this Saturday night. Well, I'm going to take him, and then I'm going to bend him over, and then I'm going to fuck his ass, brother. <laughs> I am cheeky baby. I didn't know I was interviewing you. I've got to fuck his ass and make him humble. Superfly, you are a piece of shit. I put you in the camel clutch. I fucking break your back and I fuck his ass. Fuck him. Fuck the Ted DeBassi. Ted DeBassi, you are a piece of shit. You're a fucking liar. Right, let's get back to the Batman, Iron Sheik. So how, how do you feel about the Batman and his rankings? Um, no. Iron Sheik, goddammit. I liked I liked this uh, one more than... Uh, I liked this one more than the first Dark Knight movie, um, but I did not like it as much as um, uh, the middle Dark Knight movie. Well, but the it's, last one, though. It's not so good. They're, they're about equal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Dark Knight, and then uh, 2A and 2B is the Batman and Dark Knight Rises. And I'm pretty sure he said Batman Begins was okay. Not very good. I don't know. I keep, you gotta get him deported. Anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> we can cut out the deported line. But yeah, I would rank him. Batman is not jabroni. Batman is... <laughs> what does he say? He goes like... I don't know. It's like, fuck the Superman. The, uh, <laughs> he said something about John Morant the, Morant the other day. <laughs> 
from the, oh, from the Grizzlies. He said, "Didn't he say like John ja Morant, like the real one, or something like yeah, that?" He said, "John ja Morant is is not Jabroni." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one. Hey, when the Rock says Jabroni, the Rock has said he's taken that from the Iron Sheik. Sheik used to say that backstage all the time. It's a Jabroni. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would rank him. I don't think I ever ranked him, but it'd be Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and I'd say Batman Begins and this movie are kind of equal. Wow. But. Pr- Personal perfe- perfection, personal preference. I'd probably watch any of the Dark Knight movies over this one, just because. I mean, this movie is just fucking long, and I understand everybody likes the the cinematography, and it's very well. The yellowish tint looks like somebody peed over the film to me. Well, it's he's a, like that's, so that's, much pee. The cinematography beyond the yellowish tint. I mean, like the use is of, awesome. Yeah, the reds and just like the pitch black yeah, of the a lot of designs. scenes. That and like the set designs are really great too. Like but you when, know what when else? He, had... When he goes to get Falcone and like all the red lights come on, it's like oh, magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but you know what also had a great like cinematography that Cody loved when it first came out, The Last Jedi. So let's see how this movie uh, weighs in the next couple of years. So, oh, real quick, um, Owen, would you recommend the Batman? Yeah, I'd recommend you go and then you buy tickets to Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and you watch that. <laughs> uh, you heard it this week, folks. The Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik at the fairground Saturday night. Uh, Cody, get me out of this segment. Uh, would you recommend this movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I, I would recommend this movie. It is a long movie, so make sure you have three hours carved out to watch yeah. it. But uh, it, I do recommend watching it. Um. I do recommend it. I think it's a good movie. I do think it's better than a lot of the MCU movies. Um, I mean, I prefer watching the DC movies over MCU. I'm watching the MCU movies now. This is only like my second time re-watching all the movies, and not a lot of them interest me, but you have to watch them to understand the whole story. But I do recommend it. Um, someone said, another people that reviewed it, um, I like watching reactions to uh, things on YouTube. For some reason, but this uh, YouTube channel called Blind Wave—it's usually like three or four guys that watch stuff, and they're kind of—they look kind of nerdy, and then they give a reaction. One of them said he thinks he would like the Batman more as a miniseries, like this movie. If you broke it up over the course of like an episode or two, or like two episodes, obviously, mm-hmm. that I think it would settle more. Like the three hours is a long time, and the thing is, you know, we talk about Zack Snyder Justice League. That's four hours long, but he has it broken up over six parts. You can literally pause it if you wanted to or stop it and go back to it. Yeah. And this movie, I'm like, I think this movie, I think I would like to see this Batman as a fucking live-action Batman series. Like, this would be awesome. As that, like, fucking leave off with cliffhangers. Like, you, you know, the movie wanted to give you a couple cliffhangers, but the literally the next scene is the resolution. It's like, that could have worked as a TV series, almost. Yeah, I think yeah, the only cliffhanger they really, they really leave you with is... Um, the whole like the insinuation of Joker and and Riddler teaming up in the future. I think that's really okay. the only thing. What were you gonna say before I say anything? Else? Oh, I was just gonna say yeah, that's like a big thing where they like tried to fake you out with like Bruce Wayne's parents or like his dad hiring that guy killed him in the next scene. Like they literally just disprove it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, shit. Oh, the the, the Joker would not be friends with the Riddler. I'm just going to say that right now. Like, I think the jo- I think what's going to happen is in the third film, there's going to be a big breakout from the asylum, and that's when Joker's going to be like the main antagonist. 
but it's also going to have that kind of like, for lack of a better reference, a Sinister Six sort of feel to it. I yeah. think that's what they're building toward. And the Joker's probably just going to manipulate the other villains to help him escape, not necessarily to create some kind of super team, but... Um, that, that is true. I didn't think about it like that. I And, you know, Warner Brothers and Sony uh, just fucking just really can't get anything off the ground, to be yeah. honest with you. I mean, the Venom movies are successful, and as much as everybody wants this, you know, the MCU Spider-Man, it's like, Sony's making all this money. You guys know this right, but okay, cool, whatever. Um, so before, before, before we close out, I got to tell you all about my theater experience with this. Uh, (laughs) so I sit down and of course there's someone in the seat next to me, this, this guy, his wife and and their son or whatever, all come up and this guy's probably in his forties and, um, he sits down next to me and like before the movie starts, he's sitting there just complaining like everything he says, like he's like they haven't made a good Batman movie since Batman nineteen eighty nine. Oh, good. And he's like Jack Nicholson's the best Joker, and uh, he's like he's like where do they even find this dumbass Edward guy? And it's like are you <laughs> freaking kidding me, dude? Like, uh, and uh, what if he was at, talking at, about Edward Scissor's hands and he was actually watching the Johnny Depp trial, <laughs> and well, you at, were misunderstanding that, everything? At that point, I think his wife kind of got fed up of his constant like bitching. And uh, she's, she's like, like, "I'm wanting a divorce." No, she when he when he said, "Where did they find this dumbass Edward guy?" She looked over at him and was like, "Well, you're about to find out, huh? Now, aren't you?" It's like, and then he shut the fuck up after that. But oh, and then when they show Joker at the, in, you know in the asylum, right? He shouts out, "He's like, it's Two Face!" Like, are you? F- oh my god, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Just, <laughs> that guy's awesome. <laughs> that guy is an idiot. And okay, Cody, I, this is very important because this will be bad. this will be forever inside it's joke. How did he exactly do it for us, Cody? <laughs> oh God, um, this is an important piece of information. You should have said before all this. Hey man, that's two face up there. So he's like that's two face. So here's what happened. You know, you get like the glimpse of like Joker's mouth, right? Yeah, he's like, he's like face is fucked up. He's like two face. <laughs> Like that's how he does. Did he it. sound like so? He had that kind of accent. He didn't have like a country accent. No, he didn't have like a country accent. It's, it's just like Clayface. Oh. It's like oh gosh. Goes, what if somebody goes? It's Clayface. Guys, it's <laughs> fucking Two Face. It's Man Bat. It's Solomon Grundy. I knew it. He was born on Grundy. a fucking Sunday. I heard he was born on a Monday. I thought this was a fucking Batman movie. What is Bizarro doing here? It's the fucking guy from... It's the fucking... Who's the leprechaun guy? Poison Ivy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Who is leprechaun guy? Who are you talking about? Mad Hatter. Oh, Mad Hatter. Okay. He's not a leprechaun. Oh, you talking about Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland? Or Mad no, Hatter, the Batman, Batman villain. villain. That's literally Mad Hatter. Yeah, yeah. I know that. That's what I was. That's what I was curious about. Uh, hey, his like you be poison ivy. He's like no. <laughs> he was fucking perfect because everything got quiet for a split second. They they show the glimpse of Joker. It's Mister Freeze. <laughs> See the Joker. It's Morbius. <laughs> hey, that's fucking Green Goblin. Eh? Hey. Holy shit! What is Doctor Octopus doing in this movie? <laughs> it's Two Face. But man, that guy was such a moron. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, get me out of this damn theater. That's going on the tweet when I tweet out this episode. It's Two Face. It's Two Face. 
So uh, <laughs> should we should we talk about what our next film is? Uh, well, our last film, I guess. <laughs> You've already, you already said earlier in the episode that there's going to be more after that. No, I didn't. I said this was the penultimate episode. No, and then earlier you're like, after this, we'll be back on the rotation where it's you, Owen, and then me. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no! I, I didn't mean that. Owen's dying, so. <laughs> He's not going to be a part of the rotation. The rotation, the show will not go forward with the Owen. Do- the doctors looked into his intestines and they found that he had something in the way. <laughs> had come my ass. I could clear it. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, <coughs> Owen. Owen. All right, Cody. Where you settle down? Go ahead and give us an intro and. Give us a little flashback to the other movie of the series we're about to cover that we've talked about. <laughs> so, as most of you wouldn't know, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a little movie we covered. And uh, if you don't know the difference, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the movie directed by Tim Burton starring it, one John. If you Depp. don't know the difference, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> um. And it's Two Face. That episode is our that episode is our most popular episode, and it was a very um, divided episode when we recorded it. And uh, <laughs> you mean I completely buried it? <laughs> you were doing everything you could to save your childhood memories. Going, I like this movie. And by and by, and when you whenever you say childhood memories of it, I think of the PS2 game because I did play that too. But um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I could What's a PS2? Get, I, I could always get to like the the section in the chocolate factory where like you know it's like the the grass is edible and all that stuff, and then I could never get past that level. But anyway, um, so I decided, and that's saying something because you're good at games. Yeah, like I mean, when Cody says something, I couldn't do this. I'm like, man, I couldn't even fucking fathom getting past the first level of a game Cody's talking about. Yeah, so it's like it's like yeah, that game is probably not very good, but what a lot of licensed games weren't good at the time. Um, hey, like X Men, uh, X Men Two, the Wolverine game. That game was fucking hard, and I had the, I couldn't get past like the first fucking level. And my yeah. mom was like, "Why don't you play that game? You got it for Christmas." I'm like, "I suck at it, man." I think I ended up giving it to somebody and looking at it like reviews that said the game is too hard. Like, so I'm like, her, "I'm not you, just me." He threw it at her head and said, "Get out of here, mom. Go give me get a out. Pepsi." Just a mom, Pepsi. it's Two Face, okay? It's Two Face. It's Two Face. Pepsi. Um, so I decided that because that's our most popular episode, why not go back and do the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory film starring one Gene Wilder and, and uh, Richard Pryor. <laughs> what if Richard Pryor come out? He's like one of the fucking Oompa Loompas. I was, th- I was thinking, you, I, th- I thought you'd be a serious. I was like, I can't, I don't remember Richard Pryor being in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, I want to see Richard Pryor as Willy Wonka. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I think, um, it's also kind of, I think next year we'll end up doing the, uh, Wonka prequel movie that they're making. Um, starring oh, God. Timothy Chalamet. Um, Is that the guy in Dune? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they they apparently showed a clip of it at CinemaCon, which of course I don't know why why me, the media is like, yeah, they showed this clip, bro, and it's like, why don't they just put it online so that everybody can fucking see it? You know, no one wants to read a description of a tw- of a thirty second clip from a unreleased movie. You know what I mean? 
Just like this, the stupid Avatar trailer. Like, y'all are gonna be blown away with the new Avatar trailer. Blown. You're gonna like, get blown. You guys are gonna get blown. It's like, yo, I know I'm getting off track, but James Cameron saying like, this is the top of the line effect. You're gonna need the best 3D around. It's like, bitch, you just want more people. People spend more money on watching your bullshit ass movie. Like, no one's asking for an Avatar movie. No. Well, you know, what you know, it's funny. The first one. It's funny when the first one came out. I watched it. I'm like, this is boring. I mean, it sucks. The effects are really good. They were really good for the time, but the story itself is just sucks. So uh, shitty dances with the wolves. Again, I think that aliens. it's it's a bad interpretation of uh, Pocahontas. Basically, I thought you uh, said it was, I thought you were about to, it's a bad representation of the Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't bend water or air in that movie. Um, but, uh, you know, people loved it or whatever. And over time, it seemed like more and more people were starting to swing to, toward the way of, oh, well, that movie was kind of overrated. The story wasn't that great. But now that they, they're like, oh, the trailer's going to be in front of Doctor Strange. Like, everyone, everyone swung back to the, I can't fucking wait, bro. It's like, give me a fucking break. Like, seriously. <clears throat> I haven't heard anybody James, talk about it. We've, we, I'm sure we've talked about this before, too. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but James Cameron is fucking overrated. Like, yeah, he made like fucking. Did he direct the first Terminator? Yes, and first the second. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he made like three good movies. And he made he made Aliens, which yeah, Aliens is just that's part it, of the three. Aliens oh. is just let's do Alien, but with more aliens in it. But with the fucking Vietnam Marines going. Yeah, through. yeah, and it's like it's like people are like, oh my god, it's so fucking amazing. It's like. It's the same fucking movie with more aliens in it. And like you and said, Vietnam Marines in it. And it's, but it's also got Bill Patton in it. It's game over, man. Game it's game over, over man. Uh, but, that's yeah. like, what's that fucking Kubrick military movie, Full Metal Jacket? It says Full Metal Jacket fucking alien that made aliens. He goes, what are you, a fucking bullshit? I bet you can suck a golf ball through a garden hose. And the thing's like, <laughs> you know, whatever the alien does. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Twice. yeah, our next movie is <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, going back to Avatar, just real quick, one last thing. Everybody, re- I remember for one thing, is when they have sex and when they ride their animals, their little antennas intertwine. They have sex yeah. yeah, pretty much. And it's the same thing my nose hair does with my mustache hair. <laughs> and it's like, I'll be sitting there like my nose hair, I'll be like, God, my nose is itching. It's literally because my mustache hair is poking it, and they're like twirling around together. It's your, like, your nose, ooh, we're connected. is uh, trying to go on a mustache ride. Oh, it, <laughs> I guess it is. Uh, well, um, everyone, um, so next week's last episode ever is... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Cody, when you do the laugh thing, they don't believe me. People people are going to listen to this episode and be so confused. They're like, well, he's saying it's the last ever. This guy's talking about what they're going to do next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the show will continue on in one form or another. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I mean, next week's episode is like the last episode me and Owen are going to be able to do in person, like ever. So that is a last whatever. Spoiler Owen's, alert. Owen's consciousness is being transferred into a robot. Like Mr. Freeze in um, the Batman Sub-Zero movie. Chill out. Chill out. Hey, Cody, do the dinosaur line, please. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a nod to that 
in the the Batman too because they want to make Mister Freeze the villain in that movie. I hope they make Mister Freeze the villain. Just for that line, though, like that's all I care about. Gotta, and nobody's ever talking about the, like dinosaurs. Yeah, the the Riddler, the Riddler's glasses in this movie is like the same glasses Jim Carrey wears when he's before he becomes a Riddler in that Batman and Robin. It's insane, or Batman Forever. I don't know which one it is. That's a nice. That's a nice little nod to it. Yeah, I thought so. And then Jim Carrey said, "I haven't watched it. You know, it's not really my cup of tea." I'm like, "Yeah, you go, Jim." (laughs) You know, Jim Carrey's retiring too, right? Retired from what? Acting. He says Sonic the Hedgehog two is his last movie, unless unless he's presented with some like amazing script for a film that he just thinks he has to absolutely be a part of, and uh, probably a shit ton of money too. But he he said don't don't forget that he said that he's. he said that he's done enough. So um, that's disappointing because I like Jim. Yeah, I do too. And people say he's he's excellent in the new Sonic the Hedgehog. And they they definitely set up the they tease the third movie to not have uh, Doctor um, Robot Roboto. in it. Oh, also so. Doctor Roboto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, we're getting on the tangent. Everybody, thank you for listening for making it to our first like two hour episode in like forever. Um, but we had to cover every corner of the dirty streets of Gotham and um, my asshole. So, <laughs> everybody, thank you for listening. Go watch the movie on HBO Max and uh, go pirate the movie. Go pirate the movie. You don't even like. Do you really have to pirate? Where do you pirate shit at now? Um, we pirate it from the pirate bay. Go to www. No, contact Johnny Depp. <laughs> He's a pirate. He can get you the movie oh, for yeah. free. He needs to get out of his fucking. Legal he's, battle, though. Yeah, he's tied up in court right now. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, ironically, ironically, not for piracy. Yeah, it's kind of ironic. <laughs> but everybody, uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, as always, I'll finish him. My ass is leaking, and it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> And it's dripping from my underwear. It's fuck. I lost it. <laughs> it's perfect. I was doing a little too much there, and I.